Welcome to that Greaves and Rooney Sports Podcast. I'm Doug Greaves. I'm Martin Rooney. And today it's a COVID-19 kind of update slash training um, update and what we've been doing. And we might have some special guests, might we, Mr. Rooney? Yeah, we've got some friends. friends. Some athletics friends. Athletics friends. friends. Yeah, so we've got some people in and we've just got some little snippets from guys and guys and girls. And hopefully you will find this episode really entertaining. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, let's get to it. Rooney now kicks away. Commonwealth champion for discus dance. Rooney gets the goal. Medaled at the last four Paralympic Games. Martin Rooney ran a great race in lane one. Great character. Well done, Dan Greaves. This is a COVID-19 update pod. Slash how we're getting on in lockdown now. <laughs> yeah, in isolation. Spending a lot of time at home with our families. Living the life. Oh well, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because the weather's like really nice. I think it's God's will saying, look, you know, you should stay indoors and I'm just going to have a little breather. I'm going to put some sunshine out there. Yeah, I think like um, everyone's trying to find the positives out of this. For me, it's like, it's obviously spending a lot of time at home, spending time with family, but also spending a lot, the weather's been beautiful. So um, the kids, are, we were outside a lot of the time barbecuing. You can see the gardens growing. Um I can imagine Mother Nature is loving it, you know, like there's all those stories about the goats in Wales and the, the dolphins in uh, Venice and stuff like that. And I don't know. The, Just nature and it's allowing itself to breathe a little bit. Yeah, it's having a catch up. So good for it. It's it. bonkers. Um, um, I, I saw like a satellite image on the web of, I think it was over China and I uh, know it was India. And it's the first time from India that they've been able to see the Himalayan mountains. In I don't know how long because there's no smog or pollution, wow. so it's the first time that you can go to India, and uh, I've forgotten whether I don't know whether it's Delhi or one of the far, furthest points from the Himalayas, but now you can actually see the mountains. That's incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. It's and, it's a shame that it's taken this terrible pandemic pandemic for the world to have to have a breather, you know, a bit of a break just to catch yeah. up, isn't it? Like yeah, it's like a big sigh of relief for the yeah, yeah. for the world. So, so how is it in the the Greaves household? Um, yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, we're we I guess in times like this, in tight um, quarters, and just you know having, we're very fortunate. We've got a nice little um, bit of grass out the front and um, a nice garden to play in. And we've been getting creative, like getting the um, getting the chalks out. And Henry's got his little bike, so we've been like drawing like little pit stops and a little racetrack in the garden slabs and drawing lots, just doing lots of household games and painting and all sorts of stuff and just trying to be creative in different ways, I guess, and to really still open his mind about, yeah, um, his learning as well. It's, you know, because he's been going to nursery now for a while and don't want that to drop off so we've been trying to keep up with some of the stuff they've been doing so they've been putting on some online videos and that so Very how is it in the Roonies? good it looks really cool actually from your insta stories and that you've been doing loads of cool stuff yeah we're lucky like um i think a four and a two-year-old is it's, it's quite a nice age they're both um they interact they like they they go at each other sometimes but um most of the time they're just playing and they're like um the Jack's a very sweet boy. He's very nice. He's very kind. I think Kida's a bit more boisterous. Um, so <laughs> really? he's very patient with her, um, which is quite impressive. He's got more patience than either his mother or, or I. 
<laughs> <laughs> so no that's cool i'm really enjoying that, uh seeing that interaction and often what like because the weather is so good and they've got swings and stuff in the garden just leave them out there yeah and like they'll come back in 45 minutes hour and be like oh daddy swing me and i'll give them 10 10 swings each and they're like cool that's, that's them sorted for a bit <laughs> oh, wow. um so no it's been brilliant um and it's like i think they're enjoying the whole thing of just being around us as parents like um yeah um for me i was gonna say have you noticed a change in that because obviously both of they go to nursery and um, are now school and um it's a big change for them isn't it to, and then to understand that they're constantly around you as well which obviously they must love but it's, it is a big change yeah they're loving it i think um having both of us hit there is massive for them as well because obviously with athletics and training training you travel quite a lot and you spend a lot of time away so um i can see from that point of view like the kids are enjoying me being there like they'll happily run to me as much as they'll run to mum which is nice i've enjoyed that um and then the other side of it is like kid has already wrapped me around her finger which is a bit annoying <laughs> daddy, uh, yeah. daddy yeah she's a cute little kid so it's annoying um i'm having to be quite strict with her but um definitely seeing how they're they're growing as well and the homeschooling's been good and um learning their word jack's le learning his words and his letters his tricky words and stuff so that's been good oh, i think good. Uh, how about training how's that going yeah it's good it's actually <laughs> i actually am preferring training and lifting at home um just as much as the gym like it just okay. can just disappear come in the, come in the garage um sweat it out we've been doing i guess you yeah, just have to be a bit creative so um mj my strength and conditioning coach has been um we've been doing different leg exercises um that we'd normally do um to get a bit of a burn on there um to really you know kind of replicate the the this kind of strength element that i do in the gym that i haven't got um so that's been good and then throw in i've been able to get out um three times a week for my one one daily exercise <laughs> <laughs> so um been going to a disclosed location um but yeah it's, it's on private land so there's nobody really allowed to go on there and they've got paved slabs which is pretty bang on like a discus circle and obviously the weather's been sweet so um i'm out the house for about an hour um and yeah it's actually going really well um it's a nice little setup there um yeah i'm really like really pleased that i thought i'd really struggle um with obviously um like throwing and trying to find somewhere that to accommodate everything it's it's really i'm really i guess we're both fortunate that we can kind of still do our trade and in some respects um and get kind of like a similar um effect to like normal training mm -hmm. um but yeah it's me it's been it's been bang on to be fair um i think it's been really good as well like i've been doing um one-to-ones like video calls with shane um, my physio so we're able to do well obviously we normally get manual therapy um for my physio shane we work through a couple of um kind of different positional work and um a few ways to get some clicks and cracks and um try and self massage my back and everything else um which is a lot trickier than than it actually <laughs> actually sounds it's really like it, it was really strange but yeah in a sense it's kind of that i guess they miss our communication as well so it's the first time i'd really spoken to him face to face for weeks i guess um, yeah, yeah and it was just nice for him to to see me again and chat through some stuff uh, through some 
some of my training and where we can go and try and like improve on certain things and keep mobile and stable and everything else in these times strange times of where I'm still trying to train but equally without any <laughs> any um, any release really so but yeah it's been going well how about you I just touching on the therapy stuff I, I think I'm surprised how my body is coping at the moment I think obviously the level and intensity of training for me it can't it's not the same as what it was before like no. I'm doing a lot of solid work but it's just not going to be enough to go it's just like base work if you know what I mean um lots of stuff on the bike heavy bike sessions I hate the bike I'm rubbish at the bike like the way that it hits me relaxing and stuff it just kills me off but I suppose because I'm doing so much of that work my body's not taking as much of battering like as it would running around a bend on a track um in spikes stuff like that yeah so that's that's been pretty refreshing a bit, it's a bit of a relief i suppose i was a bit worried about how my things how things were going i could do with a bit of derry a bit of shane a bit of poorer kind of a bit of love from them get my back moving a bit more but oh, man. um yeah it's going okay training's been good like like i said the stuff in the gym um i don't think i i enjoy lifting in the gym because i can do it when i want at any time it's just do it but i don't think i'm lifting as heavy like yeah. let's take example of 100k so 100k normally would be a solid weight. It wouldn't be like PB weight or anything, but now it's become like really heavy. <laughs> I'm like, well, what happened here? Like, and I, I think it's just because I'm on my own. The In bar's the sometimes quite cold. <laughs> like obviously the weather's picked up a bit, so hopefully the bar's not as cold anymore. But just like, I don't know, maybe because it's quite, my garage that I'm lifting in is quite a tight space. So it is different yeah. and it's difficult, but the bike session has been good. When I've been able to go out and do my hill sessions, um, they've been solid. I've, died horribly of lactic so yeah i can say i'm quite happy like I, i've in my my mind i've written off the season yeah like because i i know they're saying they want to have trials and british athletics obviously need to have uh the grand prix because they're a big well somehow they're a big cash cow for them yeah. um they must be making uh they must make a profit out of them so they need them but um i think it's uh from a training and competition point of view like i still don't want to have europeans i still <laughs> what's your view on um obviously like ioc or the world athletics just come out and said that no competitions up until the 30th of november will count towards qualifying for the olympics next year in 2021 like <clears throat> it, as an athlete obviously you want to do you want to are you still going to try and compete this year or like or like you said are you, is it is it wiped from your mind and you are you using this like as a preparation block for next year when it counts like do you think that decision maybe have screwed a few people over or or like what's your thoughts i think it obviously changes from event to event um like if you're an endurance runner i really don't see how you can't train as normal like what are you missing you, you go for long runs you can do that um you can do your core you can do that at home like, you see not missing much but say you're you are uh, a hammer thrower or say you're a pole vaulter or something or a high jumper like where's your training where's your uh, elite proper jumping or throwing or your hurdler you can't really train at the level so my i kind of i agree with the iwf saying that no standards will count from this year because it's just not fair like yeah. um i think it's obviously it's tough on them as well because they've already got one year of qualifications from last year from 2019 if they had three years of qualifications, it's quite a lot. Whereas two, they can kind of regiment it a bit more. Um, obviously, the 
pole vaulters they've had an indoor season so they haven't missed out on anything indoors is obviously easier for them because they've got no wind and they always jump 99 percent of the time they jump higher indoors than they would outdoors anyway so they've had that season they've been lucky enough to get that but the outdoors has been um i think it's just about like I've, I'm not a massive believer in a level playing field because um, there is no such thing in my Drug opinion. Drug sheets have screwed that over anyway. <laughs> Sorry? Drug, Drug sheets, sheets yeah. have screwed that over. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, obviously like people, like look at us, we've got, uh, I've got a bar in my garage, you know, and I've got a watt bike. Yeah. So I've got an advantage over. Yeah, people who are just having, are having to sit at home and just do, t- like get a couple of tins of baked beans and. Yeah, so it's just, uh, and we've got, three square meals a day or those kind of things you know there's no real level playing field in any any way of life so it's kind of um i, I don't believe it's there to level the playing field i just feel it's there to to make it uh give it a clean start for next year yeah. uh corona free 2021 yeah so what do we think about the olympics and paralympics being moved back a year uh i mean it had to be done didn't it i wish they maybe have made this decision decision earlier um i guess they were riding on and um, the world health organization's um stipulation and um going with the flow um about the state of the corona across the world but it got to a point where it wasn't embarrassing but athletes you know were like look come on we're, we're you know we are now still obviously training because it's our job and we have to keep as athletes we have to keep at a level otherwise you know if we completely take our foot off the gas then we go backwards tenfold and it takes us so long to get to that point so we just need this is basically like tick over time until if there are competitions by the end of this year then great but um i think it was the only decision mate right really they could do um, yeah but maybe they could have done it a slightly earlier um but obviously again as we mentioned in the last part it's so hard they've got you know rights to think about contracts with buildings and all sorts of all sorts of manner of things that the IOC and IPC had to deal with first as with the local organizing committee and it must have been an absolute minefield for them to process that um in that relatively short period of time I suppose they deserve a lot of praise for doing it like I know um it's in a, a situation that no one's prepared for so to kind of Everyone's slamming them for not making decision quick enough. I, I I wanted a quick decision. Yeah. But they got it done in the end, and um, yeah, it I think we everyone, all forget it? it's they they got it done in March, you know, which is still a good lengthy bit of time. Um, but yeah, like you say, they're under pressure massively, and it's an absolute minefield of of logistically what to how how they can physically move a games has obviously never been well it's only been done and it was in japan <laughs> the last time a games moved was actually when it was hosted in japan so it's a bit unfortunate that's come around again but um lightning strikes twice yeah um but yeah like you like you say as an organization to be that rapid on moving something as big as the olympic and paralympic games was massive um so Plus, I, get, I mean, it's there's positive and negatives, isn't there? There's, there's people who would have had an indoor season or maybe an earlier season who have come into some fantastic shape. This is their year, and now it's been pushed back a year, and mm. they've got to then maybe I don't know if you, if they're injury prone or they're self-funded or any other kind of real reason. There's going to be a whole load of reasons why that might put a bit more pressure on them to maintain another year. Yeah. Um, I think that's so, always going to be a stress on finances for a lot of athletes. Um, yeah, 
hugely. Athletics isn't um, a sport of riches. It's a lot of people rely on funding, and it'll be obviously interesting to see what happens with people's kit contracts. Athletes who are fortunate to have a kit contract, um, whether or not, what happens with that? Like, what their bonuses or the rollovers, all those things. Like, yeah. will they just suspend the contract for a year? Do they get an extra year on the contract? How's that work? Like, yeah, that's, that's going to be crazy for a lot of athletes, and hopefully, they kind of. They sort something out. I guess I'd then also um, uh, another spanner in the works is people with doping bans that were maybe um, given them on the premise that it ended just after the Olympics, which are now going to be pushed back a year. Do they do they extend those by a year? And yeah, say, yeah. look, you know, you <laughs> cheeky in it. Yeah, you've done your four years, but technically we we did it because you missed an Olympic Games. Or, you know, there's. There's plenty of lawsuits coming their way if they if they tag on an extra year, but um, mm. I'm not sure how WADA are gonna. Or whether, I think, whether, I think whether, they'll just have to accept it, do. won't they? They just have to accept it, yeah. Yeah, because like, look, you can't if you've banned someone for three years, four years, and you can't just go and right, oh, we're gonna do it for five years now because mm. Corona, COVID nineteen. But it is what it is. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, athletes get out of there and we have a great Olympics in Tokyo. As Japanese people deserve it. They deserve the opportunity to put on an amazing games, and I'm excited for them. And um, I'm excited to see how athletes handle the situation. I think we're all fairly uh, just from talking right now. Like we all seem to be, you and me seem to be just getting on with what we can and um, finding solutions and trying to get the best out of ourselves. What's right for us so i'm sure athletes around the world would be doing the same i think what what positives i've seen especially on social media is that that um most athletes are trying to, uh, are now you know at the start it was a bit weird but you know are operating and managing to get around the difficulty of, of training and are virtually back to like a normal state so i'm seeing loads of athletes that are really you know doing some great things from their online presence but I think it's yeah they've like loads of athletes have adapted um maybe able to do more than they thought they could um and and yeah i i'd like to think most athletes are able to do something now um but i guess it then just de- depends really like um if we go on full lockdown where we're not allowed to leave a house unless it's a real emergency or yeah, anything else then they'll be we'll be all buffing in the garage yeah exactly <laughs> working out well, lots and lots I'll be lean because I'll have run out of food. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just interesting to see. I think what's pissing me off, grinds my gears, is all these bloody challenges. Right, how many challenges have you been challenged to? I even challenged you to one the other yeah. day. Take a picture. <laughs> tag a picture and tag 10 of you. I mean, which is which is fine. Like, if, if you get to talking, people talking about mental health, then, yeah, will be it. Um, Every cause is a good cause, but, like, Oh, mate, I'm not that bored. No, no. I'm not. If it's for those people who are literally living on their own, yeah. and they've got no one else to talk to or whatever, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Here's your challenge: do 100 yeah. press-ups. Yeah. I don't know. Which, which is uh, yeah, which, again, which is fine, but when you've got two kids running around, ain't got time. Ain't for got that. time to do all these bits and bobs that people are are saying to do. Like, yeah, like you're fine. Like, you <laughs> yeah. I ain't got. I have got the time. I just haven't got the energy. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't be bothered. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. And stop putting your CV on my Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah. Top oh five jobs or five jobs you've had. Go oh, away. I don't care. And I know I had to even muster that. I was like, I've been doing athletics for twenty years <laughs> and I've not got much else. <laughs> yeah, see, I managed to get five jobs out. I was quite happy with myself. 
I think uh, uh, selling ref links was a bit of a reach, but I got it done. That's good. Got there. It all counts. And then I guess the knock-on from the Olympics moving is what's been quite a big talking topic just recently is um, obviously 2022, which is solely supposed to be Europeans and, and Commonwealth year, yep. has now gained gained a partner in that and become has, a trio yeah. of Worlds, Commies and Europeans. Hasn't it gained another multi-sport games as well? Um, Birmingham 2020, which was Birmingham... Uh, so you know it's a multi Alabama. Oh yeah. So the multi sport games that's not Olympic sports or something like that um, is now in Birmingham. No, it was in 2021 and now it's in 2022. Oh wow. That's, so there's going to be two Birmingham 2022s. Um, yeah. So like the worlds have obviously they've been moved to the 15th to the 24th of July. Commies 27th to the 7th of August and Euros 11th of August onwards. So I guess in the space of uh, like eight, eight, ten weeks. We've got you've got three well, like six weeks, major really, championships. Well, the world champs are fifteenth to twenty-first. Is that right? So fifteenth to twenty-fourth, and then 24th, the Europeans yeah. are fifteenth to twenty-first. So basically, it's like a month and a bit. Yeah, tough that. That is tough. Um, and I guess the the only the only saving grace I think from what you can see from the dates is it's all close together. So. Mm. If you're One in shape to go to the Worlds, you, obviously you've got long enough now, you've got two years to plan, but if you're in, in great shape at that point in time to go to the World Championships, there's no reason why you can't delay it maybe by four or five weeks to go to the Commies and Euros. It is going to be super tough because um, Oregon is a 12-hour flight away um, on the the west coast of America. So it's, Yeah, um, I think... Um... Like uh, for me, I've seen lots of opinions. Of, uh, we managed to get some sound bites from a couple of athletes, um, just on their friends. opinions. How they some friends, friends, um, and uh, there's lots of like kind of subtopics that come out of it. I think um, there's obviously the young kind of inexperienced guys who have this kind of it's fine, it's no problem, positive. And then it's uh, maybe a more pragmatic approach from people who've done something similar or done multiple championships and it's kind of interesting to see them all from from a personal point of view like 2014 for both of us we had uh commonwealth and europeans yeah and we had british champs as well so it's three like 20 2022 is going to be four champs really in a lot of events there's going to be you have to first qualify for the first championships and then you've got to hang on for the rest of them so it's going to be a tough tough year um yeah it's good i never thought about that i think it's and it's different from event to event i think um from a 400 meter point of view 2014 I had it spaced out for our, I had June, July, August basically. So I had the trials, three rounds at trials, three rounds at Commonwealths, and then three rounds at the Europeans. Yeah. And I I lost one. <laughs> Commonwealth final, I came fourth. Um, but I won all the other ones and it was kinda like I didn't have to run anywhere near as quick as what these guys are gonna do at the world. So yeah. I, I ran I think forty five low basically the whole way through. I think I I ran one forty four in the European final. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like, it was tough, very uh, mentally, very tough. I think, um, the Commonwealth's off. I was lucky in a way that I came forth at the Commonwealth's because I think if I'd have won a medal at Commonwealth's, like 
I'd have had to be either Wade Van Nika, Karani James, or Lalanda Gordon, like two two of the greatest 400 meter runners ever, <laughs> um, and Lalanda Gordon, another Olympic medalist. So it was like, okay, it was always gonna be tough, but um, that set me up perfectly for Europeans. Like the failure at the Commonwealth set me up for Europe. There was no way I wasn't gonna win yeah. at Europeans. Like there's no way. I was I was on the I was rooming with you that champs, and I can remember oh, yeah. how determined you were after after the final. Um, yeah, yeah. But then to go in like Zurich, wasn't it? Go and go and smash it out at Zurich. I mean, it's a European season, wasn't it? it wasn't, yeah, I didn't have to travel. No, East Midlands to Glasgow, and I didn't hang about for the relay. Uh, I went back and got my cryotherapy straight away, knowing that my competition was having lots of time off and preparing properly. Yeah. Um, whereas these guys are going Oregon to to Birmingham. Oregon, yeah, that's a trip. Oregon to Birmingham, yeah, and. Um, like you say, we have got some sound bites of our friends slash international athletes, um, and I think we can. Um... I suppose we'll start with a positive attitude. Like, we put yeah. them to four kind of small topics: it's positive attitude, training levels, travel, and opportunity to promote. Yeah. So let's talk about the positive attitude. You know, I think we're we're in a weird situation. You know, we're in a completely crazy times. Everything's getting cancelled. You know, the whole season's pretty much a write-off this that, and the other so rather than people you know being Debbie Downers and, and, and nitpicking and saying this and saying that and you know oh, the dates are crazy blah 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 like yeah of course it is you know it's gonna be so hard to get right but all I see is I see it is a massive massive exciting challenge simple as that and as athletes, we should be challenging ourselves every single day. And when we see three major championships within five, six weeks, I think, why the hell not? Why not? Why not go for it? Of course, we might fall flat on our face, but, you know, you, you might fall flat on your face in training and you might fall flat on your face anywhere. So, like, why not just go for it and try and get try and get three medals at three championships? Simple as that. And that is my mindset. Um, I'm excited about it. I think you guys will agree with me that 2014 was such a fun year um, and definitely one of the best that we've had. Um, and especially for me, you know, someone who likes likes racing a lot within a season, um, I think it can only be a good thing. Um, means more races, more chance to practice tactics for championships um, and ultimately more titles that are up for grabs as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. First of all, I think the actual idea of having three championships so close together is really exciting. It's going to uh, pose some problems logistically, but the idea that we've got the chance to win three major medals within the space of six weeks is uh, something we've never had before and will probably never get again. So it's quite exciting and it'll be fun to see how we can navigate the challenge. It's not going to be easy. And um, you, know, you do need to approach with a positive attitude, but I do think they could have been kinder on us with the timetable um, for the summer. Positive attitude. It's interesting to hear what they had to say. I think Guy is someone who uh, you can tell like it, he, he's just raring to go. Like it's something that he's, he feels like he's willing to take that next step. He's willing to get to the next level. Um, I think uh, Taylor Campbell as well. Like they're both young boys who are full of energy, <laughs> full of beans. Yeah. I, I wish I was in my low t- early twenties. <laughs> and I. Um... How do you feel about like uh, it, it's, it's massively important that it's time have a positive attitude with everything that's going on around the world plus i think like it's a challenge and there's nothing else the organizers can do so you've got to face up to the fact that like you know this is this is what this is how it goes and if you're good enough and you work your ass off to make any of those three 
then you've got an opportunity. If you if you're good enough to go to the world champs, you've just got to have an a, an impeccable plan for recovery strategy. And it is going to be who can recover the quickest, who can make make best of their training in various situations, and who hopefully has the the best kind of look of the draw on the scheduling. Because if you're on first day of the world, you can get back and you guaranteed a good 12-day recovery before Commonwealth Games if you're going to do it, um, even longer if you've got Europeans. So I think you've got to be positive. You've got to back yourself. And there's nothing we can do now. Mm. Um, what else would there be to do is to put another, either Europeans or Commonwealths or you know, the worlds aren't going to change another year later. They're not going to do that because they want to try and keep it as tight so they can keep the schedule in the future. So... Yeah, I, I think there's there's far too many people complaining and wanting maybe an easy ride on social that, you know, they've they've set out the guidelines, free championships, you you, you know you you got to get there in the first instance, but if you can, then you know you, that's that's when you'll you know you'll benefit massively and and um and you just got to seize seize the day and take the opportunity, haven't you? Really? Yeah, I think I think you talked about the plan there, like it's the training that's needed to be able to do it. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite interesting to hear what they're going to have to say about that. I kind of feel like if you can't do two major championships back to back within a few weeks, regardless of time difference and this, that, and the other, um, your you, your training's all wrong. Um, you should be able to do a world champs and a Commonwealth Games, and then you can hang on for dear life at the Europeans because that's that is that will be my mindset, and that will be the way I'll be I'll be focusing focusing things towards. You know, <laughs> we could potentially be having eight, nine world-class 800-meter races within five weeks, and my whole season will be geared towards that and geared towards performing every single one. You'll have competed a few times in a week, and then you're shooting on the plane, you're trying to get back to the UK. You can't really prep that week for the Commonwealth. It's going to be so difficult to be able to do any, any work of any substance. All you're going to be doing is trying to wake up at the right time of day, not be napping mid-afternoon, um, you can't finesse your work. You, you're just trying to get the body adjusted to travel. That sort of scary slash exciting part of it is that, yeah, you better come out ready um, for that, that month and a half because if you're not, you haven't got enough time to go away and go back to the drawing board and try and sort yourself out. Like, you know, you've got to come out all guns blazing, really. Um, so I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to show who's very clearly show who's got it right and um, who's planned and trained sort of appropriately right for peaking at the good the good moment. They talk about the level of training, you need to be fit enough to do it anyway. Um, uh, I kind of, I do obviously agree with them, but I just don't think I'm going to be pragmatic about it. I think, um, I don't think Usain Bolt could do it, three champs and peak at all three champs. And he was the greatest sprinter of all time. So um, I think especially when you think like yourself, it's going to be so tough to do rounds. I, I'm only, you know, going back to um, Emily Diamond in Doha. Yeah. Um, is the fact that she did five rounds in five days. Yeah. And it, slightly, you know, different context. But if you're going to go three three rounds in your or two or three rounds in your individual, and then a couple of rounds in relay, three times, effectively, you know come that Europeans you're gonna be absolutely spent so it's whether you might see a, a few athletes that um are obviously I know this might grate you a little bit but are, are gonna be have a better chance of it of individual would you then 
would you would you see them maybe not do the relays as much in certain champs just to purely have a chance at doing individuals in all three yeah and that's something that's going to come up 100 percent. that's um, a discussion that's going to have to be made obviously i've always said if you're funded for relay you're, you're a relay athlete sorry <laughs> yeah. yeah that's shut true up. that's why <laughs> suck it up <laughs> suck it up and shut up um and obviously if uk sports say like look this is the the main thing of the year i know um we've talked you've talked to me about it before uk sport of putting money into the commonwealths but they don't judge your funding off of the commonwealths they never have and like the like uh it's just it's just another good championships for them but the worlds is where we're we're judged upon um and the, the training when they do talk about training i think like like talking about say okay guy you're an 800 meter runner you're gonna run 145 144 143 or better to qualify to the final then you gotta come back and you're gonna have some of those same maybe everybody else is gonna be in the same boat i think um that's gonna be tough well commonwealth athletes you gotta learn but then you gotta do it you've also got the trials british championships before that yeah and men's 800 meter runner ain't getting slower Uh, right, and I think be... Guy's one of the best ones out there, and I think he's he's going to be up against it. Like I think because there's real dogs in that race and real fighters, and I think um, it's going to be a hell of a championship just to make the team. <laughs> and that's the first stage, you know. Um, so that's always going to be tough. I don't think I think I, I think they're training they train amazingly well. I just think it's just going to hit you hard. And you, yeah. I think for the in, middle distance guys, their central nervous system is going to be hit in a way that they're not used to. Yeah, because they true. are literally going to sprint yeah <laughs> and they're not used to sprinting no um but i can't speak like obviously it's different then again for we talked about multi-eventers mm. I think. yeah i mean you're going to see you know the the better multi-eventers both um hep and decathlon gonna have to i would you know say they might do um for obviously for european countries in commonwealth games say they're going to do it but primarily they're, they're going to their focus will be the world championships now and yep. anything else would be a bonus for those guys i mean if they can maybe squeeze in two and do euros like because they're going to need to have a gap because that's uncharted territory for them to do yep. to do multi-events back to back is huge like, they, they, they have to qualify as one. well yeah they've got to do gotsits as well yeah might, well, not, might not have to do gotsits but they might have to do something like gotsits might lose its place in the season yeah. that's another massive meet something that i'd love to go watch someday um i'm not a huge hep deck fan but yeah, i've heard it's a great, great event doesn't it yeah i've heard it's really good to watch i've heard it's good fun um i know a lot of people have gone out to watch just as as fans so that should be interesting um i suppose the other Jeez. big big thing in the room is travel travel well so we've got some good pieces on this so i think the three championships is going to be <clears throat> it's going to be a difficult test for athletes um there's only a week between the World Championships and the Commonwealth, um, and it's about an eight-hour time change, and that would be about a 12-hour flight. So logistically, if you're competing towards the end of the champs in particular, you're going to want to get out of there as soon as possible to get back to the UK to try and get over the, the jet lag. It takes about an hour. For every hour you're traveling, every hour of time zone change, you, it takes a day roughly to get over it. So eight hours would be eight days. Um, so you're really cutting it fine. And if you think about athletes who are maybe doing the 100, 200 uh, and the relay uh, and, and maybe the 400 and the and the relay at the end. Personally, having done uh, a lot of flights straight from Florida where I train to go into a competition in Europe, 
Um, I know that I don't usually deal that well with travel. And so over these next couple of years, I'm going to have to figure out a plan of how to do it better. I mean, for some athletes who are making a lot more money on the circuit, they're able to just pay for a business class ticket and you can lie down, which helps massively. Um, But if you're going to be sitting cramped up in a little space for 10, 12 hours, um, which is what it's going to be because it's in Oregon, gosh, um, then it's going to be a lot harder to recover from that and be able to perform at your best within the week. So yeah, it's going to be difficult. But what was the other option? What's the better option? We just don't have one of those championships. No, I think this is the best they could have done. I'm excited for it. And and it's going to be the same for almost everybody. Anybody who's part of the Commonwealth and the Europeans and the world is going to have to deal with these challenges. So it's the same for all of us. I'm excited about it. And if you don't want to do it, then pick which event you want to do. You know, it's not it's not that hard. Peter didn't... Um in Korea and in Japan uh, for champs previously. And when I traveled over there, I was waking up really early before I went and it still was difficult to get off the flight and do a decent session within the next week. Um, I was really struggling to get over the hurdles. Um, and that was when I knew it was coming and I could adjust my time and sleep patterns uh, accordingly before we went. And you don't, you're not gonna have that luxury out in Eugene because you're competing. Um, and that's not even to mention the, the stresses that go around with competing as in, Mentally, it's very fatiguing, it's very emotional. If maybe it's your first world champs, maybe you win a medal, maybe you get to the final. It's not an easy sort of thing to sort of lock it away when it's done and then you know, report to the start line for the comedies. It, it's, an, it's an emotional week, that week in, in, in Eugene. Um, and so just to get back on a horse a week later is very difficult. And that's, you know, once you do those two back to back, and then trying to rally yourself again for a third, that's going to be nigh on impossible. Um, I can't imagine how difficult it's going to be for somebody who's making the final in both of those or even winning medals in both of those. I mean, it's like so interesting what Di was just saying then, you know, um, eight hours, the time difference for Oregon um, and an hour um, per time zone um, equals a day to recover. Like not only physical fatigue, but mental fatigue as well. Um, and he, you know, like he said, adhering to like the the schedule. If you're on the last day, and you've maybe two or three days into the Commonwealth Games in your event, yeah, you've got such a, a tough challenge ahead of you. Um, you know, just to re- just purely to recover um, in time. It's just bonkers, isn't it? When you think about that. Um, obviously, coming from an experienced athlete like Di as well, kind of hits home just how tough maybe holding three champs and trying to compete at the mall is yeah i think um he's hit the nail on the head like the travel is for me the biggest thing i think like 2014 everything was in europe um i'd spent a lot of time in the states i think i had two months there that year um and then i came back and i remember it hit me hard for a while like i remember racing quite early on and i was just i really struggled my first couple of races and it, it doesn't really matter about that but um the year i mean but like um it's it's gonna hit athletes hard like coming from the west coast coast of the states as jasmine said like she comes from florida and she struggles the first couple of comps and she's a long jumper like you know i mean it's kind of sprint you think who's got the best recovery strategy isn't it and plan and facility it's just hard like uh, athletes gonna have to practice that i'm gonna have to go like spend time Eight hours, 12 hours away or eight hours away time zones and then come across and do uh, a competition straight away how, how's that going to work I think um, 
It is going to be interesting. Business class flights. Going to be premium on top of a premium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, national governing bodies, obviously uh, British Athletics, don't really have an investment in the Commonwealth. Their two things will be the world champs and Europeans, so they probably won't support that. So it's going to be privately funded. Um, and how many athletes can afford to fly business from, unless their sponsors say Nike, say obviously it's coming from Eugene to the UK. They might sort their athletes out, which is brilliant. Come on. I, I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm not even going to be running it. So <laughs> <laughs> There's Bob Hope and no hope. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, It'll be interesting. I think the travel is going to hit people hard. I think there's no getting away from it. It's it's going to hit you in a way that um, I didn't really, I don't think you comprehend until you've done it, until you've gone out to like, so we went to Japan this year and uh, last year, sorry. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. And the first four or five days we were struggling. And training didn't really pick up until the sixth or seventh day. And that's just training. Like we weren't hitting away. We weren't feeling or running the way we should be running. So that will be interesting. Um, but, you know, it's in Birmingham. It's a home crowd, so people will be up for it. Yeah, I, I think, think the travel like, will be negated a bit by the, the home crowd. I think, the I think crowd. also as well, like in in hindsight, um, we've obviously chatted about doing all three, but for some people, just doing one, just doing Birmingham is going to be a huge, you know, a huge opportunity, isn't it? Definitely. You know, it's... It's pinnacle we of some people's careers. Yeah, we both experienced Glasgow and absolutely love that. Like the crowd was amazing, and it's going to be a brand new stadium at, in Birmingham. Obviously, Alexander Stadium's mostly been pulled down, and I think it's going to look so good. Um, and yeah, I think they'll do a really good job. And who's it? Is it being renamed? I don't know. Um... The Kelly Southerton Stadium. Wow. <laughs> the Kelly Southerton Stadium. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's, is it staying? <laughs> I just heard a joke about it the other day. It made me laugh. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, the stadium's gonna look, it looks good. I think it's going to be windy as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's quite low, isn't it? It's quite low. <laughs> yeah, I remember they put a picture up and I was like, that's a plus or minus five down that back straight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but it'll still have world class, some world class athletics there. I think um, the travel will be a big thing. But... Yeah on the flip side of the, everything I've, the, I'm trying not to be negative about it is the opportunity for athletics yeah I that's think, huge I think now obviously we're going to listen to a few athletes talking about the effect it will have obviously on themselves but also the effect it will be for the wider athletics community a viewpoint that it's going to be pretty good like the sport needs something like that um, instead of having to watch one champs a year then have to wait another year and sort another thing it's good that we got in such a short space of time. We have so many competitions. That's good for what the sport needs. Um, I think that's where we're going to... The sport will be kind of brought back to life, really. A bit more excitement for people. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't think it will devalue the medals. Um, you know, every, at the end of the day, people love champions and all that stuff. So, I think it will be good anyway. It'll still be very competitive. Yeah, I think uh, having those three championships back to back in six weeks is actually going to be fantastic for the sport uh, because I think, especially following the Olympics, where everyone gets hyped over that, um, you know, having those three the following year um, in such quick succession, I think what it'll do is just allow people to sort of get excited about athletics and then, you know, after watching the world champs, very quickly have 
the next thing round the corner and then following that the europeans so i think it'll allow viewing numbers to like sort of just increase and increase and people will get more and more into it um so hopefully if anything it does you know wonders for the sport and gets far more people interested and and watching and sort of immersed in little rivalries or just you know even just the events itself yeah cam definitely hit the nail on the head like it's an amazing opportunity for athletes and the sports and sponsors and stuff like that it's a great opportunity to go and promote the sport of athletics um by having so much going on maybe we need more of more more championships in the summer yeah i think i think reading you read a lot in obviously in social media and like the dismay and all of the kind of slurring on on the athletics terms um just recently I think it's what it needs is, you know, it, it could be what well, will be such an exciting summer of sport. And athletics has always been that kind of, that spearhead of, of um, a British sport in the Olympics and, and has a really prestigious history. And I think having three opportunities to see uh, elite athletics will do the wider athletics community, especially in Britain, the good give a lot of athletes a chance to make them a name for themselves so we have some new rising stars some current ones and um yeah hopefully the biggest thing i think that this this kind of time out we're in at the minute and lockdown is hopefully if we get to compete we can make a resurgence back into our club structure you know athletes will want to do open meets if that's the only opportunity this summer which would be a great initiative and really push from the ground up and having in two years time having three sets of championships could really inspire a lot of youngsters coming through to you know to greater things um and it's on obviously on the path to to paris as well which is again another close a close olympics and paralympics so yeah there's negatives but i think for the public like publicity wise yeah like cams absolutely nails it that there's a there's going to be more visibility in athletics which is you know only a good thing yeah i think I, I think just having faces out there and you get used to seeing them um you start being become like fans of the team as such like um to be honest if you're looking at the british athletes who could do well in all three someone like laura muir yeah um she obviously is four or five athletes in the world. She came what, fourth or fifth at the Worlds last year? I think fifth. Yeah. Fifth. Uh, in a time that was obscene. Um, and she's someone who could win medals in all three. Like she can definitely win a medal at Worlds, definitely win a medal at Commonwealth and definitely win a medal at Europeans. Um, so for her, it's a massive opportunity to make a, uh, as, especially as a Scottish athlete, we haven't even touched upon like the Commonwealth being so much bigger for Welsh, Scottish. Maybe I'm, I don't know. England, England as an English athlete, is kind of different, but definitely as a Scottish and a Welsh athlete, you feel like they're so much more passionate about it than the English yeah. athletes. But it's massive for her and yeah, uh, lots huge. of athletes like her. So. Yeah, um, and it's just like, like I said before, I think to keep in mind the building block to the next Olympics is huge for those guys that are almost on the cusp of making global medals. And we saw that in Doha that there was a lot of, finalists and a lot more fourth and fifth place and sixth place finishers that could use this opportunity now to then obviously go push for a final in the olympics and paralympics and make a and get a medal maybe but then also transition into world-class performances in two years time that effectively we could see you know probably one of the most successful 
British teams for a while and in certain areas as long as you as long as you get the formula right and the and the planning right there could there could be existing stars obviously performing well but currently like there could be a lot more a, a wider depth of athlete coming through that that could also medal I suppose that's what um our new is, it, is she CEO is it Joanne yeah, Coates uh, our new CEO yeah CEO sorry CEO she's basically said like she doesn't want British Athletics to be a, an events company anymore yeah. And I think that's what every athlete's wanted to hear for a while because the way it's been run in the past, it's like uh, your performance is almost secondary to well, our anniversary games and yeah. we need bums on seats for that. So, yeah, it's kind of felt like that for a while. So I'm quite excited for that. Yeah, come in, from... in the past, we've obviously had agencies and companies run all of the events in UK and British athletics have been the core of, you know, of of trying to bolster athletics in the uk and then all of a sudden in recent years it's become quite fashionable to take it in-house um and it just don't think it's really worked as effectively as they kind of thought it would do so it's great and refreshing really for athletes to hear that she's going to put more into grassroots and pathways for athletes coming through um and I guess, yeah, like bums on seats, anniversary games is a big cash cow and we can re-inject that money into um, athletics. But that will always, as long as it's there, it'll always be something that can make money and we can promote athletes till the cows come home as well. Like they're always going to be yeah. there. But if we haven't got the fresh stock coming through, it makes no sense. Why are you putting on a massive events to get money in that then isn't? bolstering well and the money athletes. sometimes hasn't even made it back to athletics it's gone into bonuses hasn't it so <laughs> yeah. hopefully less of that <laughs> yeah i think, I think um, she seems pretty sensible from what i've seen so far and mm. some of the answers she's given in interviews and stuff which well, is, i thought did you you got an email from her right um, she sent out a mass email to yeah. all funded athletes and i was like well fair play like because i had no idea who she was um i'd i'd seen the success of netball they've done incredibly well at the commonwealth's in at the gold coast and they capitalised on it well, um, but I don't really know much about the people behind it. Yeah. Uh, I knew a couple of players to talk to, they were a nice, nice group of girls, and um, so it was nice to, for her to come in and just introduce herself, and um, yeah, she seems like switched on. I suppose it'll be interesting, she says she, she doesn't want a culture of just medals yeah. and whatever, and I said, well, I'm, I'm curious to see how that works when it comes to funding in UK sports, so yeah, we need medals. I know yeah. obviously they're going to change their tune a bit, like they're less focused on medals now, but I still feel we're not going to get the same amount of funding yeah. if we don't hit criteria, medal criteria. And that will be interesting to see how that changes yeah. over the years. I can only hope she meant that in a way where she's maybe seen, seen the fact that um, the the lower kind of the grassroots level maybe hasn't been bol- uh, like been... Um, supported enough in the past maybe yeah and maybe like solely focusing on the elite side has maybe oh definitely left uh the grassroots and the club level um without a kind of fighting chance where she maybe she wants to kind of distribute the love evenly a bit more um so to speak in the athletic sphere and mm-hmm. maybe that, hopefully that's kind of that's kind of how i take it because you can't not afford to lose your main source of income by not achieving what UK sport yeah wants. yeah it's all well and good until yeah. you've got no money to pay for your wages so we'll see what happens hopefully we're in a better place now I think um, leaving all controversies to the side and moving yeah. on hopefully in a positive light I think she seemed like I said I think she seems she's got 
to have a head screwed on. And I think, like you said, there's definitely a lot of talent there. Um, we need some more coming through, but we're in a positive place for the sport. Um, and I suppose that's is that how's that feeling in the British Athletes Commission? Yeah, I think it's a breath of fresh air. We've had quite a few meetings on lockdown, and we had a really good um, couple of hours on um, over Skype the other day, and everyone's consensus was like one good thing she said was that um she said selfishly it now gives me time a lot more time than i had previously to select a head coach um which then we're all all in in agreement with is like a, such a positive way to look at it and not think okay the olympics aren't on right just go out there and, and grab someone now i think she's going to take some time and look over and choose the right person for the job that can really have um, a positive impact on the athletics um on uk athletics um and it just shows, I think, if that's like the positivity coming through from her side, then yeah, we're all on board with it. We want what's best for the athletes, and I think she's someone that will buy into the athletes' commission as well, which like we all obviously long for because it makes continuity throughout the complete um, structure. So if it's coming from the top, that she's really positive about helping athletes in various spheres, whether it's grassroots, intermediary, national, international or medalists then it's only a good thing um be interesting to see yeah, how like how she goes about it and how interactive she is with the athletes commission we've already had some good meetings with her so hopefully um when we we talk about policies and selection and everything else she can maybe come up with some more creative ideas and ways that that can occur yeah uh, it's good to hear that she's got some more support I suppose for the Athletes Commission it's important that it comes from the top because it's almost been like a lip service at, uh, in the past and I feel like um, if it gives it some more teeth that's only going to help the athletes and get the best out for everybody involved so hopefully we're all good um, I suppose I want to say thank you to all the people who contributed today friends Friends, yeah. Friends. Thank, yeah, thank you to uh, for us calling on you at a desperate need. But uh, yeah. I think it is, gives a little bit more of an insight than just two old boys chatting. Yeah, like and we, we might not have that much invested in it, I suppose, because we are senior athletes. Like, I definitely don't think I'm going that f- to, to. I don't plan to go to 2022. So, um, yeah, I don't we'll, know about. Well, will you out? Yeah, <laughs> will me out. I'll be team manager. Yeah. Of the uh, relay coach. Relay coach. No, I don't know. We'll see. But thanks again for listening. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the pod. Um, and um, yeah, let us know your. your I hope thoughts. you're all staying safe and staying more than two meters away from strangers, strange yeah. people. Um, FYI, this is um, a voice call that we've conducted and we're recording at home. So yeah, I'm in my garden. It's lovely. No, birds are you might hear the kids a bit sorry and a bit of music but apologies for that but you know there was a bee actually that came up to really close to one stage and I nearly bolted <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do apologise if you hear that I'm, I'm currently sat in my garage um, just with the uh, with it up looking out and hearing the birds tweeting and stuff yeah it's lovely um, isn't it but yeah we hope um, hope everyone stay safe be sensible um, and we'll get through this hardship together Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you really enjoyed the pod today. 
yeah, it was a really cool one. Um, it's nice to get a little bit of input from someone different and listen to the other international athletes. And yeah, please um, like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow us on at Discus Dan, at Martin Rooney, at GRS Podcast on pretty much all platforms. I think Dan's on yeah. TikTok now. Oh, wow. Well. So yeah. you can see him dancing around. <laughs> I don't think I'll be joining him yet. <laughs> I haven't got that board yet. No. Yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. Again, please um, give us a like, uh, a review, and um, we'll get back to you soon with a new podcast. <laughs>